Hi, everybody. This is Alf speaking. Welcome back to the Macro Compass, guys. We're going to start, as always, with a quote. And Powell yesterday said that we won't declare victory until we see a series of consecutive sharp declines in the monthly rate of inflation. Now, heading into yesterday's meeting, the bond market asked quite some tough questions to Powell, and especially one, do you really mean business? And Powell took a bad cop, good, good cop stance. He answered with a firm yes at first, but then tried to soften the message during the press conference. This spurred the relief rally in risk assets, but it won't last. Let me try to explain you why, but before we jump right in, one question for you guys. We are now 58,000 people here on the Macro Compass. I'm extremely grateful for the community of macro enthusiast investors you guys are. I'm wondering, how can I help you further? What's the very thing you'd really want me to deliver so that you can enjoy the Macro Compass even more? Topics, tools, formats, ideas, videos, anything is fair game. Let me know in the comments or just replying to the email you received. Back to it. Uh, he played bad cop at first. And he did that with a three-axe opera, basically. The first act is when he said, growth is strong, that mantra is unchanged. That reinforces the Fed's commitment to take aggressive steps to tame inflation. Now, um, the Atlanta Q2 GDP forecast is at 0%, but okay, is the Fed thinks that the economy is strong, so it's going to be reflected in the summary of economic projections. And there have been some interesting nuances there I want to notice for you guys. The FOMC estimate of longer run rate moved up slightly to 2.5%. That's your measure of neutral interest rates. It's now estimated at 2.5%. They now intend to hike rates all the way to 3.8% by 2023. That's 130 basis points above neutral. It's quite a tight stance. Unemployment rate in the summary of economic projections is projected to go up to 3.7% this year and to 3.9% in 2023. In 2023, though, the Fed will keep hiking 40 basis points according to the projection. So it seems like a bit of collateral damage from high, uh, you know, a bit rising unemployment rate doesn't scare them at all. And even with all this tightening and some collateral damage, they already face it in their projections, core inflation is, is expected to revert back to only 2.7% in 2023 and 2.3% in 2024. So even with this very tight stance, even with the collateral damage they plan to do to the private sector, they won't achieve their inflation target, not even by the end of 2024. They need to be really, really aggressive here. The second bad cop argument was played when Powell went at great lengths to explain they're seriously concerned about inflation and inflation expectations. And he did that by stressing out how the University of Michigan Consumer Survey for long-term expectations, inflation expectation, printed at the highest level since 2008. And as a central banker, you really don't want these consumers to have unanchored long-term inflation expectations, or otherwise they're going to start asking for higher wages and then a wage price spiral is going to start. So that's, they're seriously concerned about inflation expectations too. The third point is that to achieve these tighter stunts, Powell basically told us that they're going to keep pushing until, in my opinion, more than enough damage has been done. So the Fed will take the foot of the gas pedal only if inflation markedly slows down on a repetitive way, consecutive way in month-on-month prints. There is no Fed put until then at any level. He also said we'd like to see positive real interest rates across the entire curve because that will make us more comfortable that inflation will be slowing down. Okay, that's that's a serious affair, guys. To see positive real interest rate across the curve, it means that front-end 
real interest rates need to be positive as well. The Fed funds rate today are priced to average 3.5% for the next two years. It's already priced in, in nominal interest rates. And still, real yields are deeply negative at the front end. That's because inflation expectations over the next two years are priced to be 4.5%, which makes negative real yields for minus 1% in two years. Now, Powell is basically telling us that either the tight monetary policy stance translates into lower inflation expectation pretty quickly off at the front end, or otherwise, he will make sure that he brings the federal funds rate above the levels of inflation, basically, to mechanically achieve positive int- real interest rates, also the short end of the curve. He is going to get those. He's not sure how, but he's going to get there. Positive real interest rates are not friendly for risk assets. So that's the, the bad cop part. But hey, with all of this, Alf, why the heck did the market rally? Now, he, he played some good cop as well in there. And the relief rally started started when he hinted that 75 basis point hikes are not expected to be the common practice going forward. And uh, when the Fed will be a neutral, roughly later in summer, from there, from 2.5% onwards, they lean towards a more prudent stance rather than, you know, 75 or 50 basis point hikes above neutral all the time. So basically, the path to reach terminal rate had to get reprised, reprised. It would get a little bit longer to get there compared to what the bond market was pricing before, because they're going to take a more prudent stance once they get to 2.5%, which means that two-year treasury yields rallied, but inflation swaps actually rose. And that is a problem for Powell. If he wants to gain credibility, he needs inflation swaps, inflation expectations at the front end to decline, not to rise. So we had a situation where two-year yields tanked 25 basis point in a few hours, and inflation swaps rose, which meant that real yields collapse at the front end. That's exactly what Powell doesn't want. And as real yields became suddenly lower, a mechanical rally in all equities and credit spreads ensued. But it can't last because unless inflation marketly slows down, the bond market cannot reasonably price a terminal rate below what the Fed told us it will be at least, which is 3.8%. And I put a chart in the, in the, in the article that shows that once we got there, once the market priced the terminal rate to, to be 3.8%, in the bond market rally move that we saw, at that point, the market realized, well, the fuel is over because we can't price an easier stance on the bond market. It's, it makes no sense. They started repricing higher yields, faster hiking cycle again, and stock market tanked all over again. The other problem is that the implied volatility in bond markets is too high. Such a high level of uncertainty in the worldwide biggest and most liquid market cripples any ability to take risks elsewhere. Until volatility actually goes down in the bond market, the relief rally will be unsustainable. And in order to get there, Powell should stop fooling around with us. In my opinion, he should take a clear stance. This bad cop, good cop actually doesn't really help. But what do we do here? So in a nutshell, bond markets are trying to find a new marginal cost of money at which us, the private sector, will be forced to deleverage. At that point, basically refinancing our business, getting a mortgage to buy a new house will be so expensive that we'll prefer to stay put or actually shrink our activities. So the economy will shrink, economic growth will reduce in a way that aggregate demand drops and inflation drops too. And unless inflation slows down materially, hence allowing central banks to take the the foot off the gas pedal, my long only ETF portfolio indications will continue to be the same. Be very cash heavy. If you can lean towards dollar cash, 
and get out of everything that smells like risk, especially high beta valuation intensive risk assets. This is not the part of the cycle to be involved in this. And uh, when it comes instead to my tactical long short portfolio uh, with a one to three months time horizon for more active investors here on the macro compass, I've taken profits on my short BTP Bund. There is a timestamp in the in the article as well for credibility purposes. The ECB is working on a tool to backstop Italian spreads so that they're making sure that the rate hiking path is not hampered by any fragmentation issues. I don't know exactly how good is going to be this anti-fragmentation tool. I only know that being short BTP Bund spread carries negatively against me over time. And so as now my upside could be capped, this doesn't become the best trade to have on the books. And it's time to take profits and screen for new opportunities. I remain short SMP. The next target is 3540 for SMP. I remain short credit spreads as well by the, the ETF LQDH. And the new opportunities I'm considering is to be long the Japanese yen because I think the Bank of Japan will be under pressure to revise upwards their yield curve control cap. I'm looking at the bond market, whether it's time to go long the very long end of the bond market in anticipation of demand destruction that will basically at some point uh, yeah, do so much damage that bonds will become attractive again. And I'm considering being short gold against the dollar because it's been holding up way too well compared to where real yields are going. And yesterday, Powell told us that real yields should go higher as well from here. Any views, guys, on these uh, trade ideas or any suggestions for tactical macro trades, let me know in the comments. This was all for today. Thanks for listening all the way through. In case you want to reach out to me for partnership, sponsorship, consulting services, the macrocompass at gmail.com is the email to do so. Please be so kind to click on the like button and share the article around if you like that so we can spread the word around the macro compass. Thank you guys. And uh, I will talk to you next week again.